0: Well, peace to you in the name of Jesus, our King. Uh, excitement does not do justice to explain how excited I am to be here with all of you. In fact, so excited that every time I'm under these lights, uh, I sweat a lot. So I brought my soul rag. Um, you will probably see me use that a lot because I am a sweater. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, my name is Jacob Bell, and I serve with... Uh, the church at Lachlan Springs. And uh, I got to tell you, I've heard about your faith over on the other side of the waters in East Nashville. And I got to tell you, I'm so amazed to hear about your hunger for the word. And it excites me to hear about your hunger for our city to know and Have faith in Jesus. It really encourages my soul. I'm I'm very grateful to hear these stories. In fact, as I have dove into the word, uh, the the passage for today, this week, I, I really have empathized with Paul when he says in the beginning of his letter to the church in Ephesus that he never stops giving thanks for them as he remembers them in his prayers, I'm, I'm so there with him in, in heart and soul, because as I have been praying for you this week, Holy Spirit has really led me just, oh my gosh, I can't help but be really thankful for you. I am so thankful for you. I'm thankful for the church at Avenue South. I remember where I was when I first got uh, to know you. I, I was an eager college student wanting to see revival in our city, but it was a revival that I wanted it to look like. Rather than the vision of revival, Holy Spirit was already bubbling up in our city. I remember coming to a family gathering and getting to throw the pigskin with the Aaron Bryant. Um, And getting to have conversations with ministers of the gospel, you all, over games of cornhole. It's amazing what happens over games of cornhole. Uh, I I remember eating dinner with scholars where they're telling me about this uh, this sweet theology of what Jesus is doing and who he is. And I remember being pulled aside by some of you and uh, you telling me, Jacob, this is how I've been saved by Jesus. This is how he has impacted me. Uh, in fact, uh, you all have seen me fall deeper and deeper uh, in love with my wife uh, uh, the, while we were dating, and in less than a month, we are actually celebrating our one-year anniversary. Uh, it's just, it's, 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 it's cla- <laughs> uh, I would say so, um, but yeah, you you you've seen a lot, and I, I just want to tell you, Cat and I. Are so thankful for you and how you have loved us and how you have encouraged us and how you have built us up. Words cannot describe how thankful we are for you. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm praying for you this morning that the Father would continue to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him. And I'm praying today, this morning, as we're here together, uh, that you would just know how deep his love is for you. Gosh, I, I love you people. I love you people. Let's... Yeah, let's Got a killer intro, so let's get into it. Um, so uh, two weeks ago, uh, Kat left uh, for a conference in Wheaton, Illinois. And uh, she was gone for the whole week. Uh, Catherine is a resident director at Trevecca Nazarene University over upperclassmen uh, females uh, over at Treveca. And they were sending her to Wheaton for a conference on uh, student development and leadership. And I got to tell you, as soon as she left, I, I really missed her. I really did. After that first full day of her being gone, I, I'll be honest. I, I had anxiety in my chest. I felt my heart was beating a weird way, and I just felt I didn't feel good. And while I was sitting alone, I was just like, "Man, I, I really miss her. I, I I really love her. I just I just want to hear her voice right now." I just want to be with her. I, I mean, I, list her, I miss her laugh. I, I miss uh, her, her singing. And I even miss her occasional sass uh, that, she, that she gives sometimes. I, I miss all of her. I just want to be with her right now. I want to be in her presence. I, I just, I'm so in love with her. When I think about the church, I think about that week. And if I'm getting right down to it, what it is to be the church is a people who is just so in love with Jesus. You're so in love with him. You just want to be in his presence. I just want to hear his voice. I just want to hear you sing over me. I want to hear you laugh. I just, I just want to be with you. I want to be with you. I'm so in love with you. And as we get into these two verses in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. I want you to hear that from my heart right now, that what it is to be the church is to be so in love with Jesus. In fact, the word church wouldn't exist if we didn't have Jesus. Uh, We need Jesus. And it's, it's, it's that love that I have for my Jesus that I am compelled to tell you this word this morning. Stand with me in honor of the book who tells us about our Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. And he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Father, thank you for just being with us already, how you already love us. Oh my gosh, when, we, when we're already praying Father out loud, we're automatically affirmed that we're sons and daughters. And Father, I pray that we just come to you as sons and daughters, just children in love with you. Thank you for this people and who they are and how they love you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. This week has been a wrestle for me because I I, I have a lot to say about the church. I don't know about you. It's a conversation I love talking about. In fact, in midweek and on Wednesday, Holy Spirit just said, Jacob, you're really in the way. You have a lot of things to say about the church, but I want the church Avenue Avenue South to hear about what I say about them. Uh, And I I've just really been in the way, and I really haven't like, gotten in to see what this book is saying about Jesus, um, but I, I just love talking about the church. Uh, it's, it's just something that comes up. Uh, in fact, when my friend Jeremiah uh, comes over uh, to hang out with me, we're playing Star Wars Battlefront on the PS4, and the topic of conversation while we are destroying the empire <laughs> is over the church. <laughs> it's just something we talk about. Um, I, mean, I don't know about you, but maybe you, quote-unquote, grew up in the church. Uh, I could tell you the, the hymns that I sung, the Bible stories that uh, I heard. I could even tell you the certain times when I really wanted to come off as a really mature Christian, that during service I put one hand up. I was like, oh, man, I'm a really good Christian. I've got one hand up in praise. But I would never put up two hands because I wouldn't want my Baptist peers to think I was Pentecostal. I just, I, 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 I mean... That was my knowledge of the church. but I had no idea what, what, what it was to be the church. I thought it was a place. Uh, I didn't even know who Jesus was, let alone love him. I was a lost religious person coming in and out of the doors, just not knowing what it was to be the church, who Jesus was, and what it was to love him. I think that's where we have to start. I think that before we can even talk about the church, we have to talk about Christ. Uh, verse 22, and he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything. Church, Jesus is head. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about Jesus is the head and we are the body. I'm, I'm not talking about that yet. I don't, don't get there yet. What I am talking about is Jesus is the head. He is the highest authority. He's the alpha, the omega. He is the holy God who is over it all. He is in charge. He is in control. He is the head. And what makes him worthy to be head? Good news. Paul actually mentions that in the beginning of Ephesians before these two verses. where He says in the beginning of verse 3, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in him. For he chose in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time to bring everything together in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will. So that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you also believed, were sealed in him with the promised Holy Spirit what makes him worthy to be head over the universe and us, Well, uh, in him, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. In him, we've received redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of trespasses. In him, we have been reconciled to the Father and have been called sons and daughters. In him, the whole universe, he brings it all together, both heaven and earth. And in him, uh, we have been adopted. In him, we have heard the truth. In him, we have received the Holy Spirit. Church, it is in him that the whole universe begins to see new creation breaking in, and we are called new creations, children of the Most High King. He's head. He is head. Verse 22, and he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church. Jesus is head for us, you all. I can't tell you how annoyed I get when one of my friends tells me, hey, Jacob, I'm going to go ahead and drive us. I hate giving up control. I hate it when someone asks me, like, hey, Jacob, like, is it okay if I drive you? Man, that freaking bothers me. I want to drive. I I, I want to be the one that held the wheel. Um, But When I think about this verse, Jesus is the head. First thing, can you imagine this, Jesus? This Jesus who's over the entire cosmos, the entire universe, this holy God, like in Isaiah 6 where everyone's trembling before him. Holy, holy, holy. And he is the head, and he is the head for me and for you. Giving up control, we actually taste freedom. We know what it smells like. When we give up control, when I'm actually... When I'm anxious or when I'm struggling, or I'm lamenting, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I do not have it all together. Pfft, let that be the one thing that you know right now, I don't. But Jesus holds it all together. And I can actually believe in peace because He is this God. The book says it right there. He's this God. He's over it all. He's over it all, for us. Verse 22, and he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body. Okay, so we're there. We're talking about how the church is Christ's body. Paul makes it very simple. What is it to be the church? To be the body of Christ. And right before that, those verses that we were talking about, what is it to be the body of Christ? Well, it's, I, think, I think you heard me say it a lot. Being a body of Christ is to be in him to remain in him. But to be in him is to be in love with him. I mean, he, he says it, Jesus himself says it in John 15. As the father, uh, not yep, yeah, that's, that's true, yep, that's John 15. As the father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this than to lay his life down for his friends. Jesus saying is what is it to be the body of Christ is to be in me. To be in love with me. You remain in my love. And the crazy thing is, this is crazy to me. To be in love with him means that we're going to love the rest of the body, our friends, the way that he loves them. Jacob, that's crazy. I, I love my spouse and I love my kids. You're telling me I have to love the body like how Jesus has loved the body? And how he gave up his life for his friends. I mean, when you take communion, think about this church, visualize it. When you take communion and you get the bread and you get the cup, we're thinking about what Jesus has done for us. But also, the person in front of you when you're coming up and the person behind you, you are also proclaiming, hey, I'm breaking open my body for you. My friend, my brother, my sister. (laughs) Crazy. I mean, Jesus, right before he... Before he was arrested and delivered to death, he prayed in John 17, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. Church, we're coming up with strategies all the time. Of Like, oh, maybe this will, maybe this will do it. Maybe this will get them to know about Jesus. Maybe this will get them to come in our walls. But Jesus is saying right here, what it is for them to know a lost world, to know who Jesus is, is by our unity. It's by our oneness. Unity is not just good for great movies like Avengers or campaigns by politicians. Unity is so much deeper than that. We need to do this. That's what it is to be the church, to be one. Jesus certainly thought that. Jesus certainly thought that. We need to repent of anything that says, I don't need my brother or sister. Because 1 Corinthians twelve five is very clear. The eyes can't tell you to the hand, I have no need of you. We need to repent of that. I got to repent of that. We need each other. We need each other. Verses 22 and 23 of Ephesians chapter 1. And he subjected everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. Whoa. The church is the fullness of Jesus in the world. We are filled up with all of Jesus, us, the church, the people. I mean, remember what we just talked about. Like we're talking about Jesus as the head, the very Alpha, Omega, the, the, the Holy God, the Holy One who has it all under control. We're his fullness in the world? Yeah, it's right here. And, and, and later, like Paul's all over it in chapter 3, uh, verses 14 through 19. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you being rooted and firmly established in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and the width and the height and the depth of God's love and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God, we could be fullness of God as He's called us to be. Jesus filling us up his body. Maybe the reason why we we haven't been the fullness of God is that we haven't been emptied. Like, how do you fill up something? You gotta empty whatever's in the cup first. We have to empty ourselves. Empt- I mean, when you come to know Jesus and you come to be in relationship with him. The most dramatic part is not that you stop doing what you did before. The most dramatic part is that you come before the throne of God and you say, Jesus, I'm surrendering my headship. You are head. I'm surrendering it all to you. And as we are emptied of any of that self-righteousness, because the only thing that we can offer best by ourselves is self-righteousness. When we are emptied, Holy Spirit fills us up, fills us up with the fullness of God. What it is to be the fullness of God is no different than what we said in the beginning and what we said about the body of Christ. To be the fullness of God in the world is to be loved by Jesus and to be in love with Jesus. Church, when I, when I think about Jesus, I, when I just think about his words and I think about him, I think about that one line, right, that he said, um, that on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Jesus said it himself. Church, you will not be overcome. You will not be overcome because you are in love, in relationship of the head, the overcomer, Jesus. You'll be filled up by him. That's what he believed about the church. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. And that's such great news. What a Jesus. As I told you in the beginning about when Kat was gone, I just had a week of just like, man, I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be with you. I'm so in love with you. When I think about that moment, I think about, man, what Jesus said, to be in love with me, you honor my commands. You're going to go and do what I have done. When you're filled up by the Holy Spirit, you're going to be evidence of me everywhere you go. Not just in this space, but everywhere you go. And when I think about this Jesus, and I'm I'm thinking, I'm I'm playing forward because, like, Revelation, like, this is my hope right here, church. This is my hope. that when I think about Revelation chapter 22, it says at the very end that the Spirit and the Bride both say, come, Jesus, come. And Jesus responds by saying, I am coming. Are we that church? Are we a come, Jesus, come church? That everything in us, we are on our knees, begging in prayer, come, Jesus, come. And we're walking the streets, we're getting to know our neighbors, we're loving them well because we were a people who didn't receive mercy, but now through Jesus we have received mercy that as we act and as we walk, come, Jesus, come. Are we that church? Because we must be, that's what it is to be, in love with an undying love for Jesus. And I think about Peter. I think about the conversation he had with Jesus. Jesus asking Peter, hey, Peter, do you love me? Maybe that's what the Holy Spirit is prompting you right now. Do you love me?